0: Our scripture reading today comes from Psalm 30. Psalm 30, it's in the Old Testament, pretty close to the middle, Psalm 30. And before we read it in just a moment, I invite you to join me in prayer. Eternal God, in the reading of the scripture, may your word be heard. In the meditations of our hearts, may your word be known. And in the faithfulness of our lives, may your word be shown. Amen. As I mentioned last Sunday, on these summer Sundays, we'll be alternating between parables and psalms. In one of my encouragement emails, I described some of the different kinds of psalms. Today, we're reading a Thanksgiving psalm, Psalm 30. Since we're going to be reading it aloud together in just a moment, I invite you to take the Bibles in front of you and turn to Psalm 30. And as we read Psalm 30, listen for a couple of things. Listen for words of thanksgiving, but also listen for the contrasting ideas of lament. And then as you look at the printed page there at Psalm 30, you'll notice that some lines begin at the very left of the margin. Other lines are printed with a slight indentation to the right. This is an example of Hebrew poetry called parallelism. And as we read it together, listen to how the right indented phrases are expressions of the ideas in the previous left-edged phrases. So here's how we're going to read this together. If you are seated on the east or left side of the sanctuary, please read those phrases that begin at the left edge of the margin you're on the left, read that left out-dented line. If you're seated on the west or your right-hand side of the sanctuary, please read those phrases that begin slightly indented to the right. And then, as was often done in Old Testament times, let's stand in body or in spirit, turn toward the center aisle, if possible, and let's speak Psalm 30 to each other. Please stand. Beginning on the east or the left side saying together. I will exalt you, Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. Do we have how that's going? No. So let's do a little review, okay? The 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 um Yep, Yep. well, I have to read backwards, that'll be bad. But those, that verse, the line that reads, I will exalt you, see how it sticks out a little further? This side reads that. Then when it says, for you lifted me, this side reads that. And they also read the next line that says, and did not let my enemies. Then we go over here, Lord my God, and you healed me. Does that make sense? all right and I'll read slowly so that we have time to think and do this as people have done this for centuries before all right on this side I will exalt you Lord for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me Lord my God I called to you for help and you healed me you Lord brought me up from the realms of the dead Me Me from going down to the pit sing the praises the name for his anger lasts only a moment but his favor lasts a lifetime weeping may stay for the night but rejoicing comes in the morning when I felt secure I said, I will never be shaken. Lord, when you favored me, you made my royal stand firm. But when you hid your face, I was dismayed. To you, Lord, I called. To the Lord, I cried for mercy. What is gained if I am silenced, if I go down to the pit? will the dust praise you will it proclaim your faithfulness hear lord and be merciful to me lord be my help you turned my wailing into dancing you removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy that my heart may sing your praises and not be silent This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now what I did not know is I should have gone through the sanctuary to make sure all of your Bibles were the exact same ver- version. <laughs> but you know what? All, every single one of them is God's word. There is that challenge when we do translating and we even have that nowadays. If, if you have uh, two different translators trying to translate from English to Spanish, for example, You probably won't get exact words, but the ideas are true and faithful to those original languages. Thanks be to God. This past Christmas, I asked for a set of small kitchen knives. Over the decades, the knives that I did own somehow gradually, mysteriously, disappeared It's quite a challenge to be without a few small sharp knives when you're trying to prepare meals in the kitchen So I put them on my Christmas list Just maybe somebody might get them for me And then last Christmas during our Google meet family Christmas gift-giving party on one of my turns to open a gift To my great delight, I unwrapped a set of three brand new good sharp small knives. Yay. No more needing to use a table knife to try and trim fat off some meat or to try and do a decent job of chopping vegetables. I was so thankful for those new little knives. I doubt that I would have felt quite as thankful if I still had my old complete set of small kitchen knives. If I still had them, I probably would have just tucked that new set away somewhere as a spare set or as extras. And I might even have forgotten about those knives that I had received as a gift. The reason why I was so thankful is that before last Christmas, I didn't have any small kitchen knives, and now I do have a set. There's no way that I'll forget about having those knives, receiving those knives. I use at least one of them almost every day. My lack of knives experienced some sort of reverse action, and now I do have small kitchen knives. And this is the sort of lament and thanksgiving that we read about in Psalm 30. David has experienced some great trouble, and now he writes of his gratitude to God for listening to his prayer and exercising some reverse action in his life. David's expressions in Psalm 30 resonated so effectively throughout the rest of the centuries of the Old Testament Israel, that this psalm was often used for future temple dedications and was chanted during the festival of Hanukkah. Even though David writes this psalm as an individual in the first person, the entire nation over the years and centuries takes these words as their very own. To begin with, David has experienced some terrible threat to his health. He has been so sick that he felt as if he was going to die. He was in the depths. Enemies were gloating over his near-death situation. He needed help. He had sunk to the realm of the dead and was headed toward the pit. But God intervenes, and he reverses David's terrible illness. David recognizes that God's actions have been powerful and effective. And David expresses his thanksgiving. God lifted him up. God held back the gloating of those enemies. God healed David. God brought him up. God spared David's life. God reverses David's illness back to hell. Today, we face sickness just like David did, sometimes even severe illness. However, with all the advances of our modern medicine, it's easy for us to depend on and cry out to that knowledge and medical personnel to bring about healing. And perhaps we might take a nudge from David and realize that even our contemporary medical healing comes from God. Like David, we can pray for healing. Like David, we can remember that it is God all along who brings about that reverse action for which we can give our thanks. As a man after God's own heart, David realizes that there is something that makes God angry, that goes completely against his character. God is not pleased with David's sin, and does not overlook it. God is angry over the sin in David's life. David weeps in the nighttime when he thinks about his sin. Thankfully, God is not permanently angry with David about his sin. God reverses his short-term anger and turns it into a lifetime of his favor, his grace. That favor that David experiences enables David to rejoice in the morning. God is never pleased with our sin either. However, there is good news for us who believe in Jesus, God's son. God reverses his anger and he offers us his favor, his grace that covers over every single one of our sins. Then as David continues to weave his lament and thanksgiving together, he shares some more thoughts about the downfalls of his sin and he expresses some words of confession. David was dismayed with himself as he thought about all of his wrongdoing. God hid his face from David. And David cried out for the Lord's mercy. And once again, David writes about how God reverses David's trouble by helping David feel secure and providing him with favor. And when David humbled himself in repentance, God filled him with encouragement. When we honestly face up to our sin, and make a commitment to turn from it, God gives us the strength to trust in his firm and unshakable strength. Finally, David recalls the difficult times of his life. He describes the anguish of not only his sickness, but also his sin, as being times of lament that were filled with wailing, while wearing that usual Old Testament covering of sackcloth to show his repentance. Sometimes David was totally silent about all the good that he knew about his God. And yet again, God reverses the trouble that David experiences. God inspires David to dance. God turns David's heart by filling Or clothing him with joy. David is released to sing and to express his praise and thanks to God. God does his wonderful reversing in our lives too. He reverses our wailing into dancing. He turns our repentance into joy. God changes our silence into praise. The beauty of Psalm 30 is that it models for us how to respond to our laments, our troubles, our struggles that we bring to God, asking for some sort of resolution. David shows us how to look for God's wonderful reverse action in our lives, resulting in giving him our thanksgiving as a huge contrast to expressing our troubles. And God continues to reverse our troubles through Jesus Christ. James May says it this way in his commentary, Psalm 30 is a new word here, cantillation. That means chanting. Psalm 30 is a cantillation or chanting in Hebrew of the change wrought by the salvation of God. Just like Paul writes in Colossians 1, verse 11 to 14, which reads like this. Think about Psalm 30 being a companion to Colossians 1. Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, giving joyful thanks to the God who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people In the kingdom of light, for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Contemplating the depth of our troubles accentuates that reverse action of the wonder of God's grace to us. That wonder is ultimately expressed in praise by David in verses 1, 5, and 12. I will exalt you, Lord. Sing the praises of the Lord, you his faithful people. Praise his holy name. Lord my God, I will praise you forever. All grace, all God. Amen. God our healer and our help we will never face a challenge or a need that surpasses your provision and your love fill our hearts with thankful praise and use us to draw others close to you so that after the night of sorrow they too may rejoice in the day spring from on high, your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen.